Nourish, what now? Chapter 23. The worst loneliness is to not be comfortable with yourself. Mark Twain. Before I offer you a conclusion to this Nourish audiobook, let me share with you that that quote by Mark Twain is taped to the bathroom mirror here at Custom Fit. We have a client-only washroom in our basement at Custom Fit, and that is the quote on the mirror. Again, it is, The worst loneliness is to not be comfortable with yourself by Mark Twain. If I had to pick a common theme, and I talk about this in the Nourish Express Lane book, for all of my coaching clients, and as I record this, I'm soon to be 49, and I've been coaching for 30 years, both four-legged and two-legged creatures, both horseback and on the ground. And I would say that the common denominator with all of my coaching clients, the reason that they come to me in one form or another is that they want to be comfortable in their own skin. I know that that is what drew me to being curious about my nutrition and then my desire to share what I've learned with other people. So chapter 23 is about being a contender. And the story behind this chapter, which isn't in Nourish, uh, I don't tell what the story is, but as I wrap up here, I'd like to be a little less by the book, if you will. I had a client who went through nutrition coaching with me probably, boy, be 10 years ago now. And when I was taking her final photographs, she, I said, how do you feel? And she really saw quite a huge transformation. And she said, I feel like a contender. And it really struck with me, it, you know, stuck with me. It struck me and it, and, it's, and it has stuck with me over the years. She said, I feel like a contender. And I love that because the possibilities and the hopefulness in that statement is just, I'm smiling here as I'm, as I'm recalling that, uh, that story. Anyway, this is Be a Contender, Chapter 23. I have an acquaintance that loses between 40 and 50 pounds every 18 to 24 months. Essentially, she starves herself thin. She will go food-free all day for a butter tart in the afternoon with the girls. Then she will eat tea and toast for dinner. She does this so she does not go overboard on her daily permitted allotment of calories prescribed by the diet regime that has been her constant companion for much of her adult life. She's a believer, and hey, it does work. The fact that she is nutritionally bankrupt makes no difference to her. The fact that she does not exercise and takes a ton of medication does not matter either. Every 18 to 24 months, the number on the scale goes down. When she is lighter, that and that alone, that number on the scale, makes her a contender in life. That number on the scale is what allows her to shop where she wants to shop on the size rack she thinks is respectable. She'll go on that trip of a lifetime, take her kids to the beach, allow someone to take a picture of her at functions and have sex with her husband. The number on the scale gives her permission to enjoy the countless other nuggets in life that she denies herself when she is not the right number on the scale. Until the number goes up again. 
Then, by her own admission, succumbing to the game that so many of us play but don't really know the rules to, she will no longer count. She will consider herself to be out of contention because the number on the scale was up. Until she is down again. I asked her the last time she lost weight, what one thing will motivate you to keep going, to keep the weight off for good? Without hesitation, she said, other people's compliments. It just feels so good to have people tell me how good I look now. I held my breath, bit the insides of my mouth, feigned a smile and said, wow, it must feel really good when others acknowledge all of your hard work. Because make no mistake, people, starving oneself is extremely hard work. It sure does, she beamed. You know, just the other day, Susie at the office pulled me aside and told me that she couldn't get over how great I looked. I was just so tickled. Here's the thing. I happen to know for a fact that she loathes Susie and has for 40 years. The notion that Susie's approval was so important to this woman made me sad and reflective. I had a client years ago who took the reins on her life. She did this with a massive change of attitude about what exactly she was responsible for in her own life, like her food, her sleep, her fitness, her friends, and her overall lifestyle. After shedding a ton of excess body fat through excellent nutrition, smart fitness, calculated stress reduction, she proclaimed herself a contender. And years later, she still is. Life has changed with marriage and children and work schedules. She falls off the wagon. She regroups swiftly and goes back to what works. Put plainly, she goes back to tap. Every time, she would be foolish not to. This is because once you learn what works for your body, you cannot unlearn it. Here, in my opinion, are a contender's tried and true, tried and true systems. Contenders cook in bulk. Every weekend, plan your week's meals, wash and cut your veggies, and cook up your protein. Contenders shop several times a week. If you're going to eat fresh, you have to buy fresh. This means that once a month trip to the big box store won't do. The contender is not harried by this simple fact. Contenders commit to intelligent, purposeful fitness plans. Do both exercises you love, high-intensity cross-training, and ones that maybe you're not crazy about but know you need for stress reduction and balance like yoga and Pilates, or vice versa. Contenders keep appointments with themselves. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first by practicing self-care every day. Eat well, hydrate, exercise, get enough sleep, and repeat daily. Contenders keep food and exercise logs. With today's technology, this is a piece of cake. Tap. You have to track in order to assess, adjust, and make progress. And contenders live. Never deny yourself birthday cake or good wine with great friends. Falling off the wagon. If you are a contender, your skin glows, your eyes are bright, and quite frankly, most people will never know when you are off track, but you will. And you will get off track. It's called life. When you do that, just track, assess, adjust, and move on to progress. Contenders don't live in denial. They just get back on the wagon. As a contender, you have the systems that work for you that you've honed throughout Nourish with TAP. Use tap when you fall off the wagon. As long as you are right with yourself, practicing care, practice caring less about what others think. 
as a contender, do this, all of this for yourself. This and this alone makes you a contender. Chapter 24. I realize that I've been using my politeness as an excuse to indulge. Jessica, Nourish Client. So as we wrap this up, I want to circle back to how you deal with the people in your life. And I'm referring to things like not being the food police and not trying to convince your spouse to get on board. You need to do you. So this chapter is on social gatherings. And let's say you're headed to a party. During the day, drink your water, keep your carbs limited to low sugar, higher fiber vegetables and low sugar fruits, like cucumbers, broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, berries, and avocados. Before you head out, make sure you've consumed enough protein and fats throughout your day so you're well nourished. And in 2020, I would really add, just focus on fats and fiber. Like just have an avocado. Many of my clients now will actually fast before they go to a feast. To learn more about how to do that, pick up a copy of the Nourish Express Lane. But if you're not interested in fasting, which is fine, then make sure that you're well nourished before you go to the party. In many ways, it is better to overeat than to go to the party starving and just binge on garbage. Once at the party, plan your food. This means that if you're at the buffet table snacking, stick to low sugar, higher fiber vegetables and cheeses. Lunch meats are full of nitrates and sodium, a monosodium glutamate, which is MSG, and gluten. Stay away from them at all costs. You can take a chance on the shrimp and pray it is wild caught. You could ask if you feel comfortable. When you sit down for the meal, if you want nutrient-dead bread, consider whether you want to eat the cake later. Ask yourself if you really need both. How will you feel tomorrow? You may have to decide. Bread now or cake later? Same goes for alcohol. Don't drink sugary alcoholic beverages all night long. If you must drink, stick to vodka, tequila, or dry wine as long as you know how it affects you and keep drinking water throughout the evening. Or try drinking sparkling water with lime. Consider this. It's usually the first bite or sip of something that gives us the most pleasure, not the 30th. The most important piece of advice I can give you is to get right back into your routine the next morning. Don't let one night of overindulgences turn into a weekend bender. I see this with clients who turn a one-week all-you-can-eat cruise into a six-month self-sabotage junket. One night of sin won't make a difference, and you can recover within 24 to 36 hours. Multiple days, weeks, months, or years of poor choices take a lot more work. Also, resist the urge to eat well all week and then binge all weekend. Why would you build a foundation for your house every Monday and then knock it down every Thursday afternoon for a three-day long happy hour? Chapter 25. Bring the best of who you are. Linda Kelleher. What brought you here can't keep you here. Here's a scenario for you. You can do the Nourish program. You track, assess, adjust, and you make progress. You finish your halfway metrics, you, compete, you complete your 12-week metrics. 
All of your progress is backed up by your data for your metrics, your photos, your target outfit, and how you feel. The timeline of the Nourish program plays out something like this. First, you feel a difference. Then, you see a difference. Then, other people feel a difference in you. And then, other people see a difference in you. Let me say that again. First, you feel a difference. You feel like there's something happening. You feel positive changes. Then, you look in the mirror and you see it. And perhaps your clothes are fitting differently. Then, other people feel a difference in you. They don't know what it is, but they can sense that something is different about you. They'll say that you look rested or less tired or seem to have more energy. Then they see a difference in you. Other people notice that you're somehow different and different on the Nourish program is polite code for better. They are complimenting you. You are different. You've been focusing on your self-care by establishing nutritional tipping points that serve you. You finish the book, you're free. You decide you'll take a break as a bit of a reward. You deserve it, right? You worked hard. Maybe you made huge sweeping changes to your diet. Maybe you discovered how a series of small changes bring big results. Yeah, you, you've got this. So you stop tracking your food for a day or two, which turns into a week, a month, six months. You revert back to your old eating habits from week number one, except... You do put chia seeds on your processed cereals. You continue to eat avocado daily and you hit the drive-thru for the mid-morning bagel. You have a lunch meat nitrate-laden sub for lunch, no mayo, and you put coconut oil in your tea. You eat full-fat yogurt but add back the honey. You keep your protein smoothie for breakfast and add back the banana and mangoes because darn it, you like them. You have pasta for dinner but make sure you add olive oil. You stop drinking your daily water minimum, but hey, you're not that thirsty, and did the water really make that much of a difference anyway? For convenience, you switch back to store-bought dressings, and you pick up the light version out of habit because your spouse is not on board with the teachings of Nourish. You revert back to the Sunday morning ritual of pancakes with the kids. Come on, they're kids. Weekly pizza night returns. Or, Maybe you go back to what was unintentionally starving yourself to now intentionally starving yourself because once you know, you cannot unknow. Soak on that one for a moment. Whatever you do, choose one scenario or the other. Do what worked for you while on Nourish or choose to go back to your old ways. Do one or the other. My advice is to go back and reread your reasons for wanting to do the Nourish program. Revisit a couple of your old food logs. Think about how you feel now compared to when you started. Look at your progress. I mentioned in the introduction that the 80-20 rule is a myth. You can't live all week and then go hog wild every weekend and start fresh on Monday mornings. You will only get away with this for so long and then the body will fight back. For you, this might mean having digestive issues, experiencing headaches, suffering from joint pain, storing excess body fat, succumbing to moodiness, enduring night sweats, serious disappointment in yourself for knowing better, but choosing not to do better. It's all about choices. Have to versus choose to. It's up to you. Questions. Do I still have to tap? Answer. That is totally up to you. In my experience, it is easy to slide back into old patterns. Even if you've cut back on sugar trips, 
sugar, and trips to the fast food restaurants. How do you know if you're drinking enough water every day or if you're getting enough fiber? Are you consuming too much protein? That happens a lot for people. Are you eating enough nutrient-rich calories daily? How much healthy fat are you eating a day? Remember, you want to eat nutritional fat to burn excess body fat, but if you eat too much nutritional fat, you will burn nutritional fat and not excess body fat. So don't confuse things like keto with just eating unlimited amounts of bacon and cheese, and don't think that going high fat is an endless amount of fat. That can backfire on you too. You simply cannot know unless you track. I had an eye-opener when I started weighing my avocados. When I tracked for convenience, I typed in one avocado, but 100 grams of avocado has 6.7 grams of fiber and one whole Florida or California avocado has 13.5 grams of fiber. That's a huge difference between the one avocado and the measured avocado. Can you see how without measuring, if I had a small avocado compared to a large avocado, which is 156 grams, let's say, my nutrients for my whole day would change? And not just fiber, but fats, calories, and carbs too. Here's the thing. Personally, I use TAP more often than I do not. It keeps me on target with my goals that are to have a digestive system that functions in a reliable way and to sleep well and feel restored and refreshed every morning and to wake up before my alarm. I like to have a focused, clear mind and positive outlook, and I enjoy energy that is manageable. This means high when I need it to be or calm when appropriate. Every time I stray from tap, I lose ground that I then have to make up. To me, this is lost time. However, when I do fall off the wagon and stop tracking my food, water, and exercise, the easiest way I know to get back on the wagon is to tap. Some people only tap during the week and then take a break on the weekend. In my opinion, you have to be very dedicated to your food sources and prepared to make this work. Otherwise, you might be trying to live on the 80-20 system, eating 80% of the time well and not eating well the other 20%. This simply is not healthy in the long term. It is kind of an example of yo-yoing. You might eat that way on holidays, but as soon as you return from the trip or Thanksgiving is over, the goal has to be to eat well 100% of the time. And as I hope you know by now, that does not mean you cannot have cake on your birthday. Yes, have the cake, but plan your nutrition around the extra carb and sugar intake for that day and the day after. Also, make sure you get the good nutrient-rich foods into you, even if you are over in your calories that day. Starving yourself to eat cake always backfires. If you want to know more about that, seriously, read the Nourish Express lane. We talk about how you can fast and feast and how it's just a cycle of eating well for you, feasting, fasting, and repeating. Here's some final advice. The problem is not that we fall off the wagon. It's that we lie under the wagon and wallow. Always remember that you are learning, not failing. And stay curious. Thanks for listening. 
Please get in touch anytime. You're welcome to join us in our custom fit community on Facebook. Just search us and request to join us and I'll approve you. Let me know that you listen to this audiobook and we'll let you in where we talk about nutrition and fitness and other healthy lifestyle examples. We do not talk about religion, politics, reproductive rights, anything like that. We stay pretty squeaky clean. That's not to say we don't have opinions, but we don't get into the endless banter that can sometimes overtake social media. If you'd like to join us, again, it's Custom Fit Community, not the business Facebook page. It's the actual group, and we'd love to have you join us. I hope this has been helpful. If you would, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And you can find me at customfitvitality.com. Just hit the contact button, and I'll get right back to you. If the spirit moves you, join us for one of our nutrition coaching programs. They're lots of fun. We do lots of deep learning together where we lift each other up and solution seek. If that sounds like something you might be interested in, get in touch anytime. Thanks again.